Hello everyone and welcome back to Thickcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and today joining me on episode three of the Wellness Diaries is Dr Cassie Evans. Hello, welcome to podcast. Hi, thank you very much. How are you doing? You good? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. Um, me and Cassie were just saying that um, we actually don't live that far apart if we had a boat or a kayak. <laughs> but we don't. But Molly does have a level one kayaking, so. Yeah, so if anyone is stuck with kayaking, um, <laughs> you should just drop me a message. <laughs> get you to pass your level one. Get, I, get you, I can get you to level one, yeah. Um, do you know what, it's been that long though, I don't think I should be able to do it anymore. Not that hard. Really, I could kayak, but I don't think I could do. You know, when you have to like hold on to it and then you like tip upside down. Yeah, I don't think I could do any of that anymore. Give it a go. Just go kayaking, or just drown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even swim anymore, mate. I just sink. Too dense. <laughs> no, literally, I swam the other day, and I used to swim a lot. And um, I was like, oh, we'll go swimming, and I was like, fucking hell, this is really hard. Like, why yeah. is it so hard? And then I tried to float. Like, you know, when you do like a starfish, I can't Straight do bottom. it. I just sink. <laughs> I used to love swimming. Can't, literally can't do it anymore. I really, really struggle. It's so much harder when you're more muscular because you're just so much more dense. Probably not at the moment. I've probably got enough body fat right now that I'd float, but yeah, on maybe prep, it was a nightmare. I don't know what would be like. I want to I wanna, um, get back surfing again this year. In the when it warms up a bit, it's too cold at the moment. But I'm like, maybe I'll be all right with that because, like, if you're on your board, that's quite like that should keep me afloat, shouldn't it? Yeah, you hope. Depends on how dense you are. <laughs> I think I'm that dense. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> we'll give it a go, and I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> if you get drowned at sea, that's fine. If I haven't heard off you, I'll assume you were way too dense and you've drowned at sea. Yeah. I guess that's how you know you're you're being a good bodybuilder, isn't it? If you can't swim. If you die at sea. <laughs> if you die at sea. <laughs> Can I just have like on my headstone, at least she was dense. <laughs> at least she made some serious progress in her off season. Yeah. It was great gains made. <laughs> <laughs> oh my favourite. Oh, really serious podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is why I need Botox in my jaw. It hurts so much. Well, you've got it or it's you need it. I need it. I'm gonna put some in. I'm gonna put some in next week and see if it helps. And if it does, then I'll let me see. know. Yeah, injecting everyone's crampy jaws. Yeah. I'll come kayak over. <laughs> kayak <laughs> over. Give me some Botox. Kayak back. Diet C because it's so dense. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll just get a life jacket. I'll be all right then. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. Oh, so for those of you who don't know you, um, obviously you're from South Wales. You're a wellness athlete, dentist. Anything else you want to add to that list? Really cool. Re- really fucking cool. Really yeah. cool. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And what got you into so <laughs> trying to get back being serious here? It's really difficult. <laughs> going into training and stuff, what started you into like going to the gym, training, all of that stuff? Um, I think it was 
mainly just me being a early teenager and wanting to wanting to lose weight really even though I probably didn't really have much weight to lose I was probably just a typical kind of slightly skinny fat kind of physique straight up and down um narrow hips um a little bit of belly fat which is you know normal for most women and especially for teenage girls um so I started doing some like home workout videos started researching and then thought oh, I'm just gonna write myself a training plan and go to the gym so I did and just started doing some running and some um weight exercises and I was running outside of the gym as well and then yeah just kind of progressed into looking at more as I kind of found that I really enjoyed weights just started researching more bodybuilding style training and then just did that really so I've probably been training bodybuilder style for about I'd say about 10 years now probably so oh, probably cool. about 14, 15, um, when I started. Absolutely no guidance, probably the worst form in the world that you'd ever imagine. Um, but I never had a coach, I never had a PT, never had a PT session, never had anyone guiding me. It was all just based on my own research and then kind of like, you know, maybe videoing myself and then looking back at and just reading online really and doing my own research. So that's pretty much how I kind of just fell into it and I really intended to. What attracted you to bodybuilding then or was it just the style of training at that time? I just wanted to be one of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I just read online just I don't know just reading on like online forums and like watching YouTube videos and stuff and I was like oh that's just really cool I want to do that and I was like oh, but I can't because I'm a girl and I thought of course I can doesn't matter and there was obviously like a few quite muscular, like Daniel and Bailey. There was a few like muscular women who were quite prevalent at the time. Um, so I just thought, ah, oh, it is doable. So I'm just going to do it. And, you know, I just always went by myself. Um, I had a couple of training partners and stuff over the years, but mainly it's just been like going by myself, programming myself, doing my own diet, which is really where I kind of, lacked um that was my issue I could I could program myself training and I have been able to do that for years pretty well mm -hmm. but yeah diet is where I probably if I'd had a coach or someone helping me from the beginning I would have made a lot more progress um from the diet aspect of things yeah I think with training if you're quite aware of your body if you're someone that is quite aware of your body like it's kind of easy in a way because you're like okay if you know if you're programming for yourself because you're like hey like I wouldn't bigger quads like on this exercise oh look I can feel my quads working so therefore yeah this exercising is is hitting yeah and you've got that self-awareness to be able to think you know oh I'm doing a squat oh I can feel that I'm caving forward during my squat into like more of a good morning type position or maybe I need to back off the weight or adjust my bar or adjust my feet and yeah. I was always like researching looking at things what's the best way to do this and trying things out so the training was always the easy part for me. Um, I've always been fairly athletic. I never did a lot of sport as a kid. Um, I was always good at athletics and should have done more with that. And that's the kind of regret that I have. Um, that I wasn't pushed more to do that when I was younger. Because I'm fast as fuck, boy. Don't <laughs> 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 be the next Usain Bolt, but hey ho. <laughs> Five foot one white girl. <laughs> done it with some training 
Um, and I did swimming as well. I did swim um, competitively a little bit, but again, never really was never really pushed with that suit like too much. Yeah. So when I got to the age of thinking that, oh, I don't want to go swimming. I want to go out with my mates and sit in the park. It was just kind of like, okay, if you don't want to go, that's fine. No worries. Yeah. And then everything dropped off then really. I don't really do any exercise, I don't think. I think that's the thing though, isn't it? Like at school you're always pushed into like loads of different sport. And then as you leave school, it's like, oh, what now? Yeah, and I hated I hated team sport in school. I was always way too self-conscious to do team sport. Um, primary school wasn't so bad. We didn't play much sport. We did, like, rounders and stuff like that. But um, it was in secondary school, really, that we did more of, like, the netball, um, hockey. We weren't that advanced then, so girls didn't really do rugby or football. It was just like netball and hockey. No, we didn't. We weren't allowed. No, no, we weren't allowed to do it. And I'd um, I'd never played netball. There were some girls that had older sisters that played netball, so they they played netball from a young age. I never played it. And by the time I felt that, by the time I was twelve, and we were in secondary school, that was too late for me to start because everyone else could already play, and I didn't want to yeah. be. I didn't want to be learning. I didn't want to be at a different stage to people. So, I would kind of avoid that as much as I could. I'd give it a go and stuff in PE, but. I um, wasn't really that keen. I liked the swimming in school. What else did we do? But I liked the gym. We did multi-gym occasionally. Or you'd have, we'd have like, I, what I quite liked was when they'd split. She'd have the whole, say, half of the year and it would be like half boys, half girls. And they'd say, you can choose what you want to do for your PE yeah, session yeah. today. So you can do rounders, you can do um, basketball, or you can go in the multi-gym. And I would always pick the gym and it would always be me and a class full of boys <laughs> no girls had ever picked the gym just me yeah so we didn't have that we had um we we would do like netball and stuff so I wasn't very good at like netball and everything because I'm not very good like hand-eye coordination so mm. I was always shit at that so I hated it because I was like I can't catch no like, I'm, I'm bad at catching rounders like I can't hit the ball I can't catch the ball I can run fairly quickish in a short distance so I could normally get like half a rounder if they fumbled a bit I might be able to get a whole rounder if I was lucky but mm. like I couldn't do that but we did um gymnastics and trampolining so I used to go and do that and then oh, the nice. stuff I could do that as well um when like that was on but yeah I didn't we didn't have the option to do the yeah gym. I think it would have been more beneficial instead of having so many sports that were solely based around like team sports based around hand-eye coordination like you said mm. so pretty much even like you've got like football rugby hockey they're all ball sports so if yeah if you're not good at catching or you're not great at working in a team I never wanted to be the one that like let the team down so I'd always felt way too self-conscious as a teenager so I think if you had like yoga or like gymnastics or something like that that you could that was just you that's why I enjoyed the gym because yeah by fail a rep it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter to anyone else apart from me no one else yeah. gives a fuck <laughs> yeah no that's really true I wanted to do rugby though but we weren't yeah I would, I would have liked rugby I think if I could catch yeah I think I could probably learn to catch though yeah I think I could probably catch well enough to play rugby because a lot of rugby is just like tackling everyone isn't it yeah and it's a bigger ball 
Yeah. So we weren't allowed. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I did like a full on petition. Like there's a few of us and we were like, we want to do girls rugby. And they were like, we don't do girls rugby because it's a, it's a boys sport. Like, and I was like, but we want to do rugby. So we. Also, we, I'm bigger we, than most of the boys anyway. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we got a team of us and we were like, look, we have enough for a team. Like we want to do this. Like we went round and we were like, who wants to do it? When we were in sixth form and they were like, they were like, if you can get a team, we'll do it. So we got a team together and we were like, we have this team of people. We have no idea what we're doing. We want to play rugby. And they were like, no. And that was it. I was like, great. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much. I don't get it though, because do you think realistically teenage boys are all going to be at various stages within their development and puberty? So some teenage boys are like, six foot tall and quite big at like 15 and others have a really late puberty and they're really small and scrawny and I was probably bigger and I'm 5'1 mine but I was still probably taller like 14 still taller and bigger than a lot of the boys there and probably like on par with them strength wise because they haven't hit puberty properly yet yeah so you think why can't so they can play rugby and they can play rugby together against with a mixed team of boys that are pre-pubescent and boys that have hit puberty but girls can't play with each other. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know. I think we were quite an old-fashioned school, I guess, so they were a bit funny about these things. So, yeah, we, we weren't allowed to play. And that was... Yeah, it's annoying we weren't either. We did, and we did a little bit of touch rugby occasionally. A little bit of tag rugby, but that's it. I, was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to tackle people. I don't like pain, but... Um, I was I'd, I'd have done that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't now, have been like, I was too quick. There was no way that anyone would catch me to tackle me anyway. So you would have been great rugby players, Cassie. I would have. I would just fucking run into people, <laughs> and you just my, run with people. My boyfriend, when I was younger, he played rugby for the local rugby team, and the coach or whatever of that team wanted to put together a girls, um, a women's team, and yeah. I think I was about 15, 16 He was like you need to come and play for us because you could see that obviously I went to the gym and like even though I look nothing like I do now I had like no I look at me then and think I had no muscle but at the time I felt like I was like I was big and jacked and all the boys would yeah, say yeah. like a man um I thought like oh I could I could go and play rugby but I thought mm, I don't know because then realistically I thought I'm gonna start playing rugby at like 15 16 all the other girls would have been playing rugby in the That's other team since they were little and they're just going to absolutely smash me. I can't even catch a ball yet. Yeah. But that's why I didn't. Because my dad said to me, we'll go play Biddyford Rugby Club then. And I was like, yeah, but they've all been playing for years. And, like, I'll go in and, like, be playing, like, stupid. with the, like, five-year-olds. <laughs> and they'll be like, you need to go in the yeah. class. You learn to catch or we learn sound. <laughs> go to the under-threes team. <laughs> yeah. You're the under-threes. Passing the ball back and forth to each other. <laughs> I meant to be going to do some training with um, the ladies team, apparently, like some fitness training. Brutal. When, but my mate does, he runs it and he's like, oh, next time I'm away, I want you to go and train them. I'm like, all right, okay. I did a session with um, one of the guys, Calvin from GAH. He um, coaches, does the fitness for the women's rugby team, the local women's team. Um, and he said, like, I'll come down and do, we'll put you through one of the training sessions mm. just like a fitness session absolutely killed me it was just as yeah. I was on prep as well so I thought I could really do with a different type of cardio to just the stair master and the cross trainer and all that so I thought oh yeah I'll give that a go 
and it absolutely annihilated me I thought I'm so unfit I really really struggled with it and it just showed that like no matter you know I could do 60 minutes on quite a high level on the Stairmaster fine um but any type of high intensity training that really works your CV system just no nope I'm going to die (laughs) yeah everyone else has been breaking a sweat uh, they have an asthma attack in the corner. I don't know. I tried to spin class the other day for my cardio, but um, I can't say I really got on with it, to be honest. Why not? I, d- I don't think the instructor really pushes people very hard. Yeah, you want someone that's going to be quite brutal. Yeah, it it wasn't. And she gave you, like... I really hope she never fucking listens to this. She gave me a 1.25 kilogram... One point, yeah. Mm kilogram plate like they're little tiny plates and she was like yeah we're gonna do some weights now so like lift it above your head with both hands i'm like read the fucking room mate read the room oh, this is not good <laughs> i'm just on this bike, like, um... like ideally in a class like that what you need is to have something that is suitable for all abilities like i know my dad goes to a spin class where you choose like your own you choose your comfortable level and then yeah. you, you work through percentages of that. And then if you're going to use weights, then you choose the weight. So then you can either push yourself as hard or as or go as easy as you want. Yeah. Rather than being like, hold a one kilo plate. What is the point in a one kilo plate? They shouldn't even be a thing. With both hands. With both hands, Cassie. That's the bit that kills You need nothing less than a 2.5. And I stand by that. You never need a 1.25 kilo plate for what? Maybe barbell bicep curls I probably need it for. Uh, to, to add increments on. Yeah. Even um, then, you can probably, because like five overall, if you've got, like, is a lot. So when, where I uh, used to work, we used to have like um, GP referrals. So it's people that have had like strokes, um, cardiac, cancer patients, um, really, really old people sometimes. So like, mm. great for them. Hmm. No place in a spin class whatsoever. <laughs> no. <laughs> My mates were watching me and they were like, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just watching you through the window. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Imagine your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I gave up on spin pretty quickly. I thought it was going to be like this great like thing I was going to find. And I was like, great, this is going to get me through my prep. And just didn't yeah. work out for me. Did not work out for me, but it might work out for other people. That is true. Might work out with a different instructor. It probably would work out with a different instructor, to be fair. I've in- I've only done spin a few times, but I really enjoyed it when yeah. I have done it. I- I've done it with other instructors before and I've actually quite enjoyed it, but um yeah, this time was a little bit um because there's no way I could get on a spin bike by-, by myself and do something. I'd have to be in a class. There's nothing I hate more than sitting in the gym on a bike, any type of bike. I can't do it. It's just so destroying. It's very painful on the bun. So painful. So painful. And I just think, like, I'm not deep into prep right now, so there's still a lot of fat there. Mm. Imagine when you're stage lean. Yeah. Your poor little bum. This is a chance. (laughs) 
Oh, right. Let's get back on track. So you obviously you were training and everything. How did you then be like, okay, from training into like competing and more specifically into wellness? Specific. I can never freaking say the word. <laughs> more specifically. More specifically. <laughs> um. So I thought that I would quite like to compete in bikini um, when I was probably about 16, 17. I think I'd just seen it on Instagram or seen it online and thought I'd quite like to do that. So I just sort of trained with that goal in in mind somewhat, but didn't really know how I was going to get there, who was going to prep me, didn't really have any thoughts about it. All I thought was I want to gain enough muscle so that I don't look stupid when I do it so I thought I'm gonna leave it a few years and just train um plus I was like doing my A levels um then went into uni so the, it just wasn't really at the forefront of my mind then um then I dated an ex-partner who didn't really like the fact that I went to the gym so much like he did in the beginning and then changed his mind when he when we were both together, I assume. Um and just didn't really like it. Obviously emasculated him. Didn't like the fact that I'd be going to the gym in shorts and sports bra and other men would see me. Obviously just very, very, very insecure in himself. Um and told me that my so a couple of years prior, I I just had one Instagram that I used for everything, and then I thought people don't really care what I'm having for my pre and post workout meal like you know my friends from school don't give a shit about that they don't go to the gym they don't care about that so I split my Instagrams I had one for just my personal life stuff and one for my fitness stuff and then this ex-partner said to me that you know oh it's 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 embarrassing that you post so much about the gym and fitness and oh the fact that you want to compete like it's just really embarrassing like what is it what's the point in it like standing on stage in your pants with a tan on I just find it um yeah just really cringy really embarrassing so over time through the course of the relationship that just dulled down my desire to do it and I was still mm -hmm. training and then it was locked down and um I was still doing some workouts in the house but just not really training with any specific goal in mind and I wasn't really eating with any specific goal in mind I was just eating crap to be honest um and I was stuck in a rut with my eating between like not wanting to eat needing to get loads of protein in not wanting to eat loads of meat because we didn't eat any red meat so I was eating lots of chicken and fish I didn't really like it and I was stuck in a bit of a dilemma with my diet as well and where to go with that then we split we was sort of on the rocks a little bit. I was just getting fed up of it. And, um, to be totally honest, I was just... I, I don't blame you from the sounds of it, mate. Oh, there's so much, but that that is not even, like, not even scratching the surface. I just got fed up of it. I was like, why am I with this absolute man-child? I'm, like, when in my early 20s, like, what am I doing? Like, just, it's bad soup. So... I was thinking about leaving his house and I was li we were living together because it was COVID and stuff and I just stayed there 
um I was thinking about moving back in with my parents because I thought I've just had enough of this I can't live here anymore um I'm gonna have to go back home and then I noticed that Mike and Lisa Gelsey had opened a new gym and I didn't know the Gelsies hadn't met them before hadn't I'd vaguely heard of them um so I thought I'll pop down another look it's only a few minutes from my parents house I'll just stroll along down and I walked down to GAH and went in and spoke to Mike and he gave me a little tour and I just loved it there so much that I signed up straight away and I was like I'm just going to move home and just train here because I just love it here and I was speaking to Mike a little bit about competing when I was going in and training there um, and he said oh you want to have a chat to Lisa and see what she says so I said I've always wanted to do it so I started having Lisa started coaching me I said to her that I didn't want to have a really heavily like meat or fish based plan because I wasn't really eating that much of it anymore so she said well let's just write you a vegan plan then if you want to do that yeah. so she wrote me a vegan plan I was training there and um, how I moved into wellness was more so the fact that I'd said to Lisa I want to do bikini and she laughed at me Um, she laughed at me and then she said no 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 you're you're way past that like you're too you're, yeah. you're too muscular for bikini you've passed that point already and I was like great <laughs> there's me thinking I'll take some time to build enough muscle um and Lisa was like you've already you've, you've got it you've got too much to be honest for bikini so you're going to be looking at figure and I just didn't I just didn't want to do figure um I love it I love the look that figure gives you I just don't like the posing. The posing just yeah. doesn't look right on me. I don't feel comfortable doing it. Um, so me and her were stuck in this kind of battle where I was like, well, I want to do bikini. And she was like, well, you're too big. You need to do figure. So it was just a case of, right, let's just get you on plan and start training and see see how we look and do a little bit of a tidy up and see what you're looking yeah, like yeah. underneath. Um, she started doing that. I sacked my ex-boyfriend off because I was just like bye he was like this is embarrassing and I was like you're embarrassing and then I realized through Lisa that the reason he was like that was because he actually wanted to be a bodybuilder at one point but couldn't oh, stick to a diet because she used to coach oh, him oh no way yeah so he couldn't stick to a diet was out partying all the time just wouldn't do his check-ins um and in the end she said like you're you are uncoachable and then he had this resentment then for bodybuilding because obviously he failed at it. So I I think I've just been looking on Instagram and saw that there was another category just coming out. And I was looking at the girls and thinking, oh, like, they look amazing. I'd love to look like that. Um, it's not my natural body shape. I'm not a bottom heavy girl. I don't carry my fat in that way. My body didn't look like, like I was just fairly evenly muscular all over and quite straight up and down compared to a lot of like the Brazilian um, Olympians that you see. But obviously none of theirs is fat anyway. All of their, um, all of their lower body size is muscle. Showed it to Lisa and said, this is what I want to work towards. Do you think it's doable? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So switched my training program up and that is pretty much how... I got into it just because I'd just seen that that was what I wanted to look like. And I thought, yeah. well, I look nothing like that. My body looks absolutely, doesn't resemble these women in any 
way, shape or form, is it doable? Um, and I just thought, I'll just give it a go, see what I can do. Yeah, it's really interesting that your kind of story of getting into it is like that when I was spoken to Hattie and Mia on here and both of them, it was very different. Like for both of them, they just fell into it. Like almost they didn't really have a choice. That was the way they were going to go. And that's mm. that. Whereas for you, like you very much chose to go down that route and then you worked towards it. Yeah, I chose that yeah. was the route that, because realistically looking at my shape, my bone structure, my figure naturally, I would be more suited to figure. That would be where my physique would go. Um, if I didn't have as much muscle, then, you know, bikini. If I, if I, when I decided to compete, when I wanted to compete, when I was, mid-teens if I had gone and found a coach then it probably would have been great you've got enough muscle now you've been training yeah. hard bodybuilder style for like two three years go and compete in bikini um and I could have potentially done quite well but then I gained too much muscle and kind of surpassed that um <clears throat> mainly probably mainly in my upper body to be honest um my upper body was just a bit too muscular although when I first met Lisa I said like I don't want you to program me any arms because my arms are too big. And she just looked at me and said, your arms are just fat. <laughs> she was like, they're fat. And when I dieted, I actually realised I'd never been really, really that lean before when I actually yeah. dieted that. And I was like, oh, my arms actually aren't that big. I just carry a lot of fat in them. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. It's really weird how you don't actually know that until you're actually quite lean you can't really assess how much muscle you do have and everyone carries it very differently as well like I'm like you like I carry quite a lot of fat still in my upper body in my arms and that in my back so I look like my clothes are a lot tighter yeah. in my arms. actually like I still need to grow quite a lot like in my shoulders and stuff but when I'm in off season like I am quite big there but it's just it is it's fat yeah I carry majority. I don't know. I think it's just genetics mainly. I carry yeah. a lot of fat in arms. Um, so my stomach will always be like the first place that I'll notice weight dropping off, but it'll always be the last place to become really lean as well, just because like the amount of fat I probably carry there. But then if you look at like my mum and my nan and their figures, they're both quite slim in the legs slim in the arms and carry fat in their stomach so it's just a genetic thing that was yeah. quite straight up and down but like that kind of apple was like an apple shape yeah I get you I get you my face is the first thing to come in every time fucking hate I wish it. my double chin was apparently it's not even fat it's just saggy skin I was like can't wait to get rid of this when I go on prep did a prep still had a double chin <laughs> how's that work I never even noticed that about you. You said to me like three times ago, you're like, yeah. look at my staggy's chin. From the side, my side profile. What's this about? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I just get like a facelift, a necklace. Can you do that? I, I, I even got this tattooed thinking it'll cover it up. It just makes it more noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> just makes it more noticeable because you can see a double chin with no tattoo. <laughs> just get your whole face done, mate. <laughs> bring it up <laughs> no one will even notice it's fine oh dear but yeah um, I think a lot of I think a lot of girls um are maybe talked into competing 
by other people, by coaches, people in the gym. Oh, you look, you look good. Have you ever thought about competing? Um, that was never the case for me. I decided I'd researched and decided and found that by myself. Not that there's anything wrong with someone suggesting it to you yeah. or asking if you'd ever thought about it because maybe you had but didn't have the confidence. Um, but then I think when that choice isn't necessarily inherently yours, that gives that coach the opportunity then to place you into a category. Mm. So they'll look at you and think, oh, you look quite bottom heavy. You've got a big bum and big legs. You're going into wellness. Rather than saying, okay, do you want to compete? Cool. Here's the categories we've got. We right. need to actually see what you fit into. But what one would you like to do? What do you what do you like to look like? Because it is perfectly reasonable to go into any of those categories as long as you haven't built you can you obviously you can downsize it's a bit more difficult but if you're just starting out it's perfectly reasonable to go into any of those categories or to try one and then compete in a different one and adjust your body composition to to reflect that yeah. it, it is gives, i think it takes that choice away doesn't it Lovely. yeah i think i think that's the thing is it like your body's kind of always gonna have a way that it wants to go but mm. always also like say to your body like actually like this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna train for that and is it probably gonna be harder to then fit that category yeah probably yeah but 100%. at the end of the day as well like you're the person that's got to walk around in your body like the other 364 yeah. days a year that you're not on stage so you've got to be happy walking around in that so if you're not happy being like a certain shape like why push yourself into that mm-hmm because it's, it's only realistically like a very small percentage of us that are even going to go pro with it that are then even going to go like and win a pro show or whatever so yeah exactly so you've got to actually like the way that you look and I think well I don't really carry much fat in my legs so it makes sense for me to try and grow my legs so that it balances out my Santa Claus belly <laughs> doesn't look so weird then <laughs> What do you see at the moment then as like common mistakes within wellness? Too fat, too fat on stage. People that think they have muscle but don't have muscle, that it is just fat. And that sounds really harsh, but I've seen it time and time again. People that aren't actually lean, um, that aren't lean enough, that may just have that like genetically desirable kind of predisposition where they ho like hold fat in their legs and their bones. Mm -hmm. They've got a nice shapely womanly figure and a fairly flattish stomach. And that is that looks nice and it looks great in a bikini on a beach. Yeah. Does it look great in a bikini on a stage? No. If you're if you're doing a walk to the rear of the stage and your ass is jiggling and I can see loads of cellulite all through your ass and through your legs. You're not lean enough. Yeah. You're not lean enough. Cellulite is normal. We all have it, men and women. Some, you know, some people don't, but I do. Gaz certainly does. Like, Gaz mm. has got cellulite in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cellulite in my stomach because that's where I hold my fat. But if you're on a stage and you are rippling and you are you have cellulite through you and your body is, is your, your fat is rippling, you are not lean. You need to be getting lean enough to the point that yeah, okay, your midsection might look good, and you might have you might have some abs coming through, but is the rest of you lean? You're only as lean as your fattest body part, essentially. So if, yeah, definitely. If your upper body's lean and your your stomach is lean, but your legs are still fat, you need to keep dieting. Yeah. 
because you need to pull the fat off there as well. Um, so that'd be when people that are too fat on stage, essentially. Um, that then inevitably leads to people being in the wrong category. So people that aren't actually wellness being put into wellness, whether they, they're being told that by an, an educated and experienced coach or because they're just plain delusional. Um, <laughs> well, I love to have you on here, Cass, because you're just like what it is. You're just it's true. Thinking, you know? <laughs> it's true. Whether they just whether they, their coach has said like, oh, you'd be great in wellness, or whether they've just thought they look in the mirror and they genuinely can they have that bad body dysmorphia that they can see a, a, a Olympian looking back at them with these ginormous legs Wait, and I'm they think they're in that it. category. Whereas in reality, they're not, they're just a bikini girl who is carrying too much fat in their lower body. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, you can say, oh, but look at these wellness shows in the past. No, the standard for competing is set by the IFBB, if you're competing in IFBB shows, but it is, is set, it is a set standard. And the people who the standard generally reflects are the pros and the Olympians. So if you look at the top three Olympians who compete in wellness, if your physique doesn't really resemble that whatsoever, then you're in the wrong category. 100%. And, and like, if, you're, if you're too fat, you, like you, your legs should be defined. Like I said, they shouldn't be rippling. So maybe you need to diet, actually diet more, um, get leaner, and you'd probably find that you'd have a quite a nice physique for a bikini, you know, a bikini competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just not... It's... It's error on quite a few people's parts, uh, parts really. It's coaches not knowing the standards or coaches just being greedy with money and thinking, oh, I'll just get her, I'll, I'll diet her a bit and get her on stage and we'll say, oh, it was good first time and we'll get some feedback. And the feedback will always be build more muscle and be less fat. Yeah. So you don't need to spend thousands and thousands of pounds on competing to get on a stage and be told that. Any good coach or any honest coach will be able to tell you that. Yeah. I'd be mortified if a coach let me get on stage in some of the shapes that I've seen on stage in the last couple of years. I'd be absolutely mortified. I would. And I, told me. I look at it and I just think like, that's embarrassing that some like you've paid someone money. Like if I got on stage and someone had told me that I looked great and I looked horrific, like I was like fucking, and I've seen them. They're like, some girls, in my opinion, are like eight kilograms above stage weight. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'd got on stage and I was like eight kilograms above stage weight, like, and I'm not talking just like a little bit off, like maybe you've got another kilogram or something, like sometimes these things happen. But if you're like way off and your coach had told you, no, you look great, like you could win this. Like I would be seriously be like, what the fuck have I just paid you all this money for? Yeah, because you want someone that's honest with you. I have always said to, when I was being coached by Lisa and now I'm being coached by Gaz, I've said to them both, all I ever want from you, and I know that is why I chose them both as coaches, because they will give me unconditional honesty. They'll mm -hmm. always be honest. I would rather, a week out from a show, someone say to me, my coach say to me, you're not there, and we're not going to make it in time. Yeah. Um, or, look, this has gone wrong, and you now look like, you know, your digestion's gone, or you're too fat, or you're this, or you're that, or something's wrong. I would rather them tell me, than, and save me the embarrassment because the last thing I want to do is be getting up on stage and think feeling 
out of place and feeling stupid and I feel like a lot of and then it's all like oh well well done or oh, you got up on stage and you gave it a go and I just think ultimately it just undermines the standard of bodybuilding really there should be a certain standard of competitor that should be getting on any stage yeah because at what point then at what if we're going to accept people that are like eight to ten weeks out realistically mm. at what point do we stop that do we just let is can anyone just get on stage and, and do a bodybuilding competition for a laugh yeah. and can someone who weighs 20 stone pop a bikini on and get on and, and do a posing routine really and like and, and that's the issue and it's got to um, be a standard surely I wouldn't go I wouldn't go and enter like a fucking javelin competition I wouldn't do that because that would be stupid because people are there to do actual to throw javelins and compete competitively it's it's really difficult and I've I've had this conversation with um with Lisa and before and we were saying about how what how do you set that standard though like you have a show and then you say like oh you've got to hit a certain standard to compete like what is that standard going to be that you're allowed to be on stage because you yeah, still have like winners and losers haven't you when you're 100%, on and how would you even how would you even police it and I suppose like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that's what amateur shows are for and pro shows they you just they would just say like no, well, you wouldn't get your pro card would you no um, so you wouldn't even be a pro so I get it that you're having amateur shows but I just think and also I think it's difficult when you've got like this lady that's on stage right and she has probably worked really, really, really fucking hard to be there. She's done everything our coach just told her, every single lift, every cardio session, yeah. every meal. And she's done everything she's been told. And she's been told, like, oh, you look great. And then she does it. And it's like, you're then going to say to her, like, oh, you look shit, you can't even go on stage, when effectively that's really her coach's fault. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's not, it's not people's fault. In the vast majority of cases, it's you'll never ever get rid of that until coaches stop being less shit. And I don't know yeah. when coaches will stop being less shit because the coaching industry at the moment is just diabolical. Horrendous. Uh, I think the only way is if you would actually regulate the coaching industry. Yeah. And that's the only way to do it. Because and then how do you even regulate a coaching industry when a very high percentage of that coaching industry is largely based on based on the use of performance enhancing drugs. How do you regulate an industry so heavily reliant on PEDs um, to get results and to get, it's just, that would be my third point. Mistakes I see in wellness is women taking fucking testosterone. What is that about? I... Unless you're like menopausal and you're teaching like... Then you absolutely have no need for exogenous testosterone. You have none. You can market it as Femtest and you can take a low dose of it all you want. But ultimately, you are still taking a male hormone designed to turn men into men, to turn boys into men. Into men, yeah. And what we, we have a very very small tolerance window as, as women for testosterone. You yeah. go above that, and you start getting you know PCOS or other other symptoms like that. You start getting hair growth. You start getting problems with fertility. 
and you're willing and girls are willing women are willing to purchase testosterone that is made and manufactured by they don't even know who yeah from somewhere completely unregulated with a dose written on the bottle and they're happy to pull that up into a needle and inject it into themselves and say oh but it's fine but it's fem test and it's only like this dose it's only a low dose yeah and they're willing to do that and coaches are willing to tell women to do that without having their bloods done first without That's having their bloods okay. done regularly and coaches are willing to tell women to do amateur women amateur women who want to do bodybuilding as a hobby they're telling them to take ridiculous amounts of peds and girls are taking them and that would be my third thing yeah I think that's that's my main issue with Femtest is I've had athletes that have come to me and they've been like, oh, my coach previously told me to take Femtest. I'm like, all right. And then I've had their bloods done and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you should never, ever. I've got girls with PCOS. You know, if you've got PCOS, your testosterone levels are obviously going to be, most of the time, are going to be above um, your, what your natural range should be anyway. Yeah. And you're then going to add testosterone to your already really high testosterone and that's going to be a good idea is it like what the fuck man the fact that people i think the coaching industry at the moment is saturated with coaches who are results driven and results based yeah. they don't really care about the longevity of their clients participation in the sport they don't really care about their clients' health or their health markers. They'll say, oh, go and get your bloods done. And then they'll look at the bloods and be like, oh, take some support, Max. Yeah. And that'll help. Everything will be better now. <laughs> and everything will be better. But ultimately, if your list of gear you should be taking from your coach is longer than like the list of fruits and vegetables in your diet, there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. if you were telling someone to have like a couple of servings of fruit and veg but it's fine just take a multivitamin and some greens powder but then I want you taking like this 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 oh but I'm an amateur wellness athlete oh yeah but that's what the pros do but it's just absolutely mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and people have no idea how detrimental the physiological changes that those hormones can have on women yeah. can be. Men can take gear and come off it and they can do a PCT and they can recover. Maybe some things that they damage a little bit too much, their blood markers can be out. It is a totally different ball game in women. If you are taking male hormones or you're taking androgenic hormones. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's not just femtest. It's a lot of these okay. things, seem they seem to be marketed as like, oh, this won't be realized, therefore it's safe for females. I don't think crystal meth realizes, but I'm not going to take that, am I? <laughs> but that's like how it's sold, isn't oh, it? I crystal meth on the daily. <laughs> oh, well, I won't realize. So I have a bit of that. But it's any, anything that's like, it's like, oh, it's got a low virilization potential, but it still has virilization potential. And I don't think women actually understand, people actually understand. And I really, really don't think that men can understand the psychological impact that that virilization has on women, they can't because they are not a woman and they will never, ever understand how it would feel to have your voice deepen, to lose your hair, 
to start having all of these really horrible symptoms, to have your genitals changing. Men will never be able to understand that because they are women and they'll never be able to physically experience it themselves. So they are willing to pump women full of drugs that may cause it. Yeah, and it's the depression as well that's caused when your hormones are out of balance. And like, we... As, as women anyway and, and you know if, if you're on contraception and stuff I know it changes things but naturally like just through the month like your mood can change like fuck like one minute you know and and that's what we live like normally without any any chemicals going into our body at all mm-hmm. and then you're going to put stuff in and affect the hormones and like bearing in mind that prep is already nine times out of ten going to be fucking up your hormones anyway and then you're going to fuck them up more it's the mental aspect where you can be like deeply, deeply depressed because of your hormones. But then yeah, you feel them. you feel so out of so out of whack, and it takes such <clears throat> a long time for that to regulate. And I think it's also quite dangerous that, like, in order for those hormones to regulate, you have to have a certain amount of body fat on you. Yeah. So when you finish a prep, you need to put a certain amount of body fat on. Yeah. Um. So to be keeping for coaches to be keeping women in these over dieted states where they're pumped full of drugs to maintain their hard look and to maintain their leanness um it is absolutely detrimental to their bodies and And this whole fucking post-show rebound gain loads of muscle fucking bullshit man i don't know how i did that i don't know Brilliant. <laughs> agreed. Totally agreed. I listened to loads of podcasts and did a lot of research on it. Um, and the whole thing of like, oh yeah, you're just like in your prime phase for building muscle, and you're really not. You're like literally you've starved. No hormones. You've got no hormones, and you're telling me that you are oh, prime prime for building muscle. Then what? When I've got if someone, if someone did, if someone did what we did, but didn't do it for bodybuilding. People would just say you have an eating disorder. You have yeah, overdieted yeah. yourself, and you have you've essentially starved yourself and done copious amounts of cardio to get yourself to a ridiculously lean stage. But that's uh, totally fine because you're going to hop on a stage with some really orange tan on. Yeah, and that's totally fine. So, what and you think that someone who would be anorexic would be? prime for gaining muscle because they're really lean and do you really do you think because they're starved and they're lean you think that would be a good way for people to gain gain muscle absolutely not the best way if you can to gain muscle is to have a decent amount of body fat on you your hormones to be functioning regu- like regularly yeah yeah your appetite to be regulated um but it's not even just like the like obviously like I think people think as well, like when your hormones are out of whack, it's just like, oh, it's just like if you want to have kids. And it's like, it's not just if you want to have kids. It's like you probably see it's it's dental issues. Your your teeth can move around in your mouth. Um, it's stomach issues. It's hair loss. It's like your skin can be really, really bad as well, which again, yeah. for women is like, can be a really big self-conscious thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just your bone density is less um you're more at risk of heart disease what and then we're gonna like pump some fucking shit in your body like like how is that a good idea to like just gain some muscle post-show and i just don't think that the right people will see that like blood work might be a little bit out and instead of thinking like what is the cause Mm. people like 
there's there are way too many people people that read blood work that are not qualified to read blood work there are way yeah. too many people that are not medical doctors and that don't have a gmc number that aren't registered with the general medical council reading blood work and advising people what to take and i don't agree with it i'm a dentist would i read someone's blood work and advise them what to take absolutely not i'm not a doctor i'm not trained i'm a doctor but i'm not that kind of doctor yeah um i'm a fake doctor so <laughs> I wouldn't read someone's blood work and advise them what to take. I would tell them to go to their doctor. Um, and I think a lot of the time that there are issues there that it's like just putting a plaster over the wound rather mm-hmm. than finding the actual cause of it. So if you have all these problems, why do you have these problems? Oh, if you're, you know, if you if your your kidney function is out of whack or your liver enzymes are out of whack, oh, we'll just take some support math. No, stop taking a copious amount of steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Because why what is the need for that what is the need there is no need and if it is actually affecting your health i've had i've heard of coaches telling people with heart problems that it's okay to take clambutrol absolutely not absolutely not like it is just absolutely just the different types of advice that I've heard people say over the years is just crazy and what people don't realize is that a lot of these coaches are not really qualified at much no at all do they have any medical training probably not because if they did they'd probably be off being a doctor not being an online coach because that's what they would have trained to do you would you would go and do you would go and do your job as a doctor um a lot of people don't have any science or medical knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. Did they even pass the GCSEs? Like, <laughs> do they have any knowledge at all? Do they have the ability to like actually read stuff online? Like, oh, I read research that saw this. The problem is with research as well is like you can find a study that will back up any hypothesis. 100%. So if you look for like you can find studies that prove that the earth is flat yeah so you can find studies that prove anything so people will say oh well reading reading the literature and reading this study and you think it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about yeah and that's another thing and then you can pull up that study that says the earth is flat and then you like people will think and you know what the earth is fucking flat and maybe we're all wrong saying it's round but (laughs) What? Yeah, and people, so people just use studies, and they just use like, you see all the Instagram videos, all these coaches post, and they're using all these really long words, and you think, you, you have no real idea what that means. Like yeah. you've just gone onto Google, you've tapped something in, and you've asked them to play the word for you, so you can hear how it sounds, yeah. and you've then <clears throat> gone and said it on a video or on a podcast. But you're you're using all these terms, like intelligence. And being clever isn't who can use the most long words in a sentence, but it doesn't make you intelligent. What no. makes you intelligent is being able to explain complicated concepts to people in layman's terms. Yeah, being able 100%. to explain it to everyone. And that's something that I've always, always said is if you actually understand something, you should be able to explain it to a toddler. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't understand it, then you're going to use these, you're going to just speak to fucking, what is it, chat GDP or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like that will, write, that, that will give you a fucking script for your real man. Like 
that's what you're doing you're just using big words but you don't actually understand it if you understand it you can sit there and you can you can tell a toddler how it works 100 yeah. percent. people think they're like oh wow they know so much because they sound so clever but in reality are they yeah how do you know yeah you don't exactly. really well that was a really long round that was wasn't it i mean to get that off my chest yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to fix it, Cassie, though. I don't. Um, I think you that... Do you know what? I don't think you'll actually fix it until people start... I don't think you'll fix it until people start dying or getting seriously ill. I don't think you'll fix it until then. There people is no died, way though. to combat some of the big names in coaching who are pumping people full of drugs and will eventually cause people problems. But the issue is because these problems will be later down the line. You know, maybe that they the the athlete that they were coaching in their twenties and thirties has a heart attack in their in their mid late forties. Well, yeah. Is that They're directly correlated? Maybe. And then it'll be like, oh but it was their choice and they wanted to be a bodybuilder. Um are women really gonna talk about the fact that their coach told them to take two mil of primo a week and now their clit has grown in size and they've got facial hair. Are they really going to talk about that? No. Because who wants to talk about that? Yeah. Exactly. And I think as well is certain coaches as well are very, can be very, it's not, people say like, oh, it it was their choice to take that. Okay. Yeah. Technically it was, but there's also a point, especially when you're in prep and as a woman that we spoke about where your hormones are all over the place, you can be very, very vulnerable and then very open to someone coming in and suggesting something to you, which in your right mind of things you wouldn't normally do. And when you're like thinking, oh, I'm 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 like four weeks out from the show and you are doing everything, you are you feel like shit and you've sacrificed social occasions yeah. and you are dead. You're like a dead woman walking and yeah. someone comes along and says to you, look, I think you should take this, it'll make you look better take this for the next four weeks yeah yeah um it's totally your decision but are you really in the right mind to to make that decision mm-hmm. no and I think coaches should have what's not the word is like a some coaches lack a, lack a clear conscience yeah I think as well it's it's when not when you're in prep but like before you're in prep before you're in that that time where you're like I'll do anything like everything's just fucking shit right now and you feel shit set yourself those boundaries Mm -hmm. so maybe you say like okay um I'm obviously going to go into prep and like these are the drugs that I'm happy to take or maybe I'm not happy taking any drugs again which is absolutely fine these are the drugs that I'm happy to take these are the drugs I'm not happy to take and communicate that with your coach because yeah. your coach should be open and should work with you. Like I know with my coach, there's certain things that I won't take. And I've told him that. And he's like, yep, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. And w- I'm very lucky that I do have very good communication with my coach. And I've said to him, like, this is the stuff I'm happy to do. This is the stuff I'm not happy to do. This is why. And he's like, yep, yeah, that's cool. You don't need to give me a reason why you don't want to do it. Like, that's, that's fine. Yeah. You know? So I know that later down the line, I've set myself those boundaries he knows those boundaries as well. And he'll respect them. And he'll sense. respect them. And he should respect them as well. Um, well, I know he will, but do you know what I mean? Like, because I've said that's not what I want to do. So that's cool. 
and and that should be where it's left it shouldn't be like four weeks down the line two weeks out like uh molly like start banging this in because like that's not what we're doing like we've discussed this no and i've been told by i I reached a point in prep last year where the combination of i just think prep um, the medication I'm on, my hair started falling out quite quite a lot. I lost yeah. quite a lot of hair. Um and they I there was just no option to address my medication. Um and it was a case of like, well, we'll just see how things recover after prep. And when I put a bit more body fat back on, adjusting my medication dose a little bit, um, I started to get some regrowth. But I lost a lot of hair and I was in that vulnerable phase post show where I felt like I didn't really know what I was doing and and I was approached by another coach who suggested to me that my previous coach had held me back mm. um, and I was told that I was held back from a gear perspective and that I should have been taking more gear and that he would have me on a minimum of Primo, Anavar, Femtest Winstrol T3 to start and he said I think that you'd make some serious gains on that and I thought I've mentioned about my hair falling out and you're suggesting that I take Femtest which is going to just whack my DHT levels up and I'm just going to get more I'm clearly susceptible to male pattern baldness this is my natural hairline so why would you after hearing that then suggest do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Just to get I was told I was also suggested to but I've been suggested this by quite a few coaches who I have told that I have a type of blood cancer caused by overproduction of platelets they've told me that I should be taking growth what and it's just are oh, you really benefit from taking growth oh but hang on I have overproduction of platelets oh yeah I'll be fine it won't affect that how do you know? Do you yeah. even know what my condition is? Have you even researched it? Have you even spoken to a doctor? There's probably not many studies on a rare form of blood cancer in like the impact of growth hormone on it, to be honest. I, so how would they know? They're just taking a stab in the dark. And if it affected me, then oh well, they would have it's all right, they would have got the results. I would have yeah. hard to my checking photos for their Instagram. I just think as well, like growth seems to be quite a fashionable at the moment as well for women because it's like oh it's not going to realize so it's cool let's just take growth and that's what I mean like let's just take crystal meth then yeah like, it's all, all the stuff on Instagram just like turning it all into a, in, into a little joke like loads and loads of memes and all stuff like that and yeah okay like memes can be funny but I think some of the, the, the if you are going to be some of the top most popular coaches in the industry you've kind of got to realize that people are looking up to you and you are going to have a fairly mm-hmm. big following and you should have some sort of morals, yeah. I think about what information you're putting out there, like telling people to take certain things and posting protocols for taking certain drugs on Instagram. I just, I, it just doesn't sit right with me. No, and I get there's like safe education. I get that, but it just really doesn't sit right with me especially dangerous drugs like dmp telling people to take dmp full stop is just no no you just dmp you just take it and you just put it in the bin <laughs> that's what that's what you, you do get with it. it and you don't even touch it because it will literally stain your hands a different color 
with your marigolds. Dynamite. <laughs> I um but what I was gonna say to, back to that point that you said is that you were given like this almost like shopping list of drugs that you should take. But by telling you like you should take this, Cassie, were your bloods ever looked at before suggesting no. it's like a fem test and tea? No, 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 nothing on my blood was looked at. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't told people that have advised me, not one person that has ever advised me to take gear has asked me for blood work. And I, I haven't listened to any of these people, but these yeah. people suggested, oh, maybe you should try and maybe you should take this. Not one of them has asked to see my bloods or asked about my medical history, has asked if I've got any history of, you know, being told to take people to say, oh, just take more clen. Have you asked if I've got a history of heart problems? Did, yeah. You know, have you, even taken, have you even taken a medical history from me? No. But it just seems like a like a blanket kind of protocol that is given to everyone. Well, that's um, the problem because it is a blanket protocol yeah. that is given to everyone. Because, you know, you get to know a lot of people in this industry and you get to see a lot of people's um, drug protocols and you can see with certain coaches that they are exactly the fucking same. And I'm like, yeah. would you just give this to everyone? Like, Regardless of their height or weight or their... Yeah, like I said, their, their magical history or their goals and wants, or have you have you even asked a woman if she is thinking about having kids in the future before you've decided to tell her to take male hormones? Yeah, is that something that has even crossed your mind? No, it hasn't because you're a man and you wouldn't think. Have you asked a woman, are you okay with the possibility that your voice might drop and yeah. it'll be noticeable and people will notice it and you will notice it? Um. You know, if you have a job to do with public speaking or anything like that, people are going to notice that your voice has dropped mm-hmm. like an octave. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think it's um really, really important that before, I mean, because we're, we're not saying here, like, don't take PEDs and like everyone should be natural. Like, that's not what we're saying. We are just saying, like, just fucking think about things. And before you take something, think, okay what is this that I'm taking what are the potential side effects and then I would say think about it as those side effects are going to happen so okay if yeah I you're comfortable it, with that level of risk yeah comfortable with risk say, that. am I okay if my voice drops a bit am I okay if I have some downstairs issues am I okay if I get a bit of hair growth and then really 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 keeping a really close eye on what is going on are you yeah noticing a little bit of extra hair are you noticing even if your throat is just really sore like because that's if you are noticing it come off yeah don't lower the dose come off people have heard that in the past oh you're having some side effects i'll just drop your dosage down no 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 if you've got to the point where you're already starting to virilize you need to come off immediately lowering the dose is not going to health at that point you need to just come off yeah and People need to know that the damage done in most cases, once the damage is done, that's it. Yeah. Your voice doesn't suddenly magically go back up to how it did when you were like a 12-year-old girl. Um, you know, your clip doesn't suddenly shrink down. You can't reverse any of those issues. You can shave body hair off and stop that from growing. But the other issues that you might have, they don't change. Mm. People but, don't realise it's yeah, 
I think it's also almost like this culture. Like I had a conversation that I overheard to one of my clients and she said, oh, I've taken this. And this other girl said, why are you taking that? Like that's not really going to do much. I've taken this and now I'm going to take this. Like that were both obviously a lot stronger. And I was like, and she kind of said to me and I was like because that's fucking stupid like Mm. why would you take stronger you know why would you take more when you haven't even taken anything kind of thing yeah and also why would you are you you honestly completely certain that you have exhausted your training and food potential are you absolutely certain that you are training at your best that you've had the best program for your goals written for you that you are giving your diet everything that you are, you know, prepping your meals, you're eating them, you're making good, you've made good progress. Are you sure that you've reached that that plateau? Yeah. And you've reached the ceiling and that you need to take something more. And less is always more really. Yeah, less is always. Bit of a it should be a performance enhancing drug as opposed to something that is probably yeah is going to really boost your performance yeah. but it's also going to fuck you up physically and, and it's almost like what I kind of got from that conversation was it was almost like a fashion that I take more was taking more so like that's a good thing and I'm like that's kind of a bad thing because mm. like, realistically if you need to take more the only people that should be taking high amount of drugs are the people that have really really exhausted their potential and they've taken so many drugs they need to take more to get the benefits from them yeah that's not a desirable place to be in because with more risk, with more reward comes more more risk, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you touched on it there a bit, but I know you've had quite a few health issues and stuff. How have you mm. kind of managed to overcome them and still, like, get on stage and, and still kind of achieve what you have? Um, just get the fuck on with it, to be honest. <laughs> just get the fuck on with it I'm not someone that likes to sit and moan um I like a little I like a little cry now and again I like a little bit of a moan but I am generally just someone that likes to get on with it because if you act like there's I think if you act like you're sick then you 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 get sicker and you see that all the time with older people if you have older people that have like hobbies and they go out and see their friends and they still like do this and they still do that they generally stay active and mobile for a lot longer than someone who like hits a certain age and then just like stops going out or you know um they age a lot lot faster um and I see that with a wide variety of patients I have them with like Mm. see obviously patients between like ages like 80 and 95 and the differences in in things is just wild and what they do and obviously it's affected by a lot of things um but I just tried to get on things and just ever stopped you from training or no no it did in the beginning my main issue when I started was just having really really bad fatigue Mm. um just horrible chronic fatigue let me shut the door a sec because girl Um, yeah so fatigue and stuff to begin with um and I just really struggled with that aspect of it and and whatnot but then I just thought at least it was Lisa that helped really I remember like saying to her I just had like my diagnosis and stuff and she just said like so what are you going to do about it and I was like don't train legs (laughs) 
she's like do it <laughs> and that was it and it's like just a case of you just need to get on with it because if you let something beat you obviously I listen I do listen to my body and if I feel like I need like a lion or mm. um then I will do that um I'm not super regimented I'm not up at like three in the morning doing my steps every day um but yeah just get on with it really yeah um don't I'm make so- too many excuses people are a bit soft I think nowadays and I say that mm-hmm. with like um sim- quite like I have sympathy for people that have health conditions I really do but I think a lot of people live behind a diagnosis yeah and that becomes their personality that becomes their personality trait yeah um, instead of realizing that you can still be pretty active and still get a lot done even if you have quite even if you're quite ill you can still do quite a lot mm. of things because people do and a lot of it's down to mindset absolutely and something that I just wanted to say for people that are listening is chronic fatigue because I mean obviously it's something that you suffered from I've suffered from something along those lines I don't really know what's wrong with me it's not just like you're a bit tired it's like it's next level you can't I just you can't cannot open your eyes I could just no. sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and still never feel feel rested yeah it's not just like because I think that's when I don't know if this annoys you but when people say like oh no I'm just really fatigued I'm just really tired I'm like yeah but you're not Mm. like you're not you're just you're just a bit tired like everyone gets a bit tired or if you're saying honestly it really fucks me off if people say that they I've met quite a few people like this who just say, oh, like I'm, I'm really, I just know what's wrong with me. I'm really tired all the time. Like I must have this, or I must have this. And I'm like, you don't drink any water. All you drink is Diet Coke. Yeah. Your diet is appalling. Your sleep hygiene is appalling. You don't go to bed at a normal time. You just stay up scrolling on TikTok until like three in the morning and then go to yeah, sleep. Yeah. Um, you don't get out and do any exercise. You just sit on your ass all day. So how are you facilitating yourself to feel energized? You're not. If anyone yeah. did that, they'd feel fatigued. Yeah. So is there really a problem or are your behaviors the problem? Yeah, 100%. And and that's the thing. And I think it's, I don't know if, if you're like it, but it's it's hard sometimes when people are going on like that, when you're like, you don't even know what it's fucking like to feel no. fatigued. And to do everything in your power to make yourself feel better and it just to not work. Yeah. You're like, I'm fucking sleeping. I'm sleeping too much, hun. <laughs> you know how much I'm sleeping, I still feel like this. <laughs> and then you my just, main hobby. Maybe you just need a coffee or something. I'm like, I've fucking drank 20 cans of monster today and I'm still fucking tired. <laughs> Doesn't touch me anymore. <laughs> Caffeine, what's that? Doesn't affect me. It just doesn't though, does it? I remember literally like so tired and I was like, I need to, like I needed to get to work or something. So I like necked a can of monster. And I Lovely. still fell asleep straight yeah, up. Yeah, I done that. Great. I fell asleep drinking it before. Can of monster. Right. <laughs> right. Thank God, I have this can of monster and I'll feel all right then. And then you finish it and think, oh, I could just... Just have a nap. <laughs> Bad. Terrible. Yeah, know. it's horrible. And how are you finding... Obviously, Gaz has taken over um, your partner, um, kind of training you and everything now coaching you how are you guys finding that is there anything that you guys do to make that a bit easier so it doesn't affect your relationship mm. 
not really to be honest like if um so even if we've like had a bit of a bicker and it's tracking day like I'm still tracking it and I'm still taking my photos and mm-hmm. doing my check-in form and he's still replying to my check-ins as if I'm just a normal client um and then in terms of like it can make it a bit difficult like we decided to change up my plan the other week we were doing a food we were doing the food shop and I was like oh vegan Ben and Jerry's is on offer and I went to pick it up and he was like that's not on plan <laughs> and I thought oh whereas say if I was being coached by someone else and I was yeah. just he's just my boyfriend then he wouldn't have even made he wouldn't have made a comment it would be like oh I'll just have it whatever yeah yeah um because it's off season and it's fine um I had a little bit of a strop for a minute but now I'm I I just I'm just kind of a little bit more grateful that I've got him to kind of oversee things Mm. um and actually just be there and make sure that I'm not eating stuff off plan because that's just always been my issue post prep and post show is my just hunger um and drive food yeah so yeah apart from that training is really good and um, I really like the style of training that Gaz does it's not something that I've done in a very long time he's pushing me to do exercises that I've avoided for a long time like back squats and stuff like that and actually helped me to whereas coaches a lot I know a lot of coaches will just say like oh you don't like that exercise oh it's fine we'll take it out he was like well why don't you like squatting okay well let's see how you're squatting well try it like this change my squat up a little bit absolutely love it now like we're going to be squatting this afternoon and I'm actually excited for it and I haven't yeah. felt like that in ever I've always yeah. squats. no that's cool so that's cool. yeah it doesn't really affect the relationship too much to be honest it's pretty chill that's all right then do you think it'd be different when you prep though or Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um you'll be like, give me a I think we've done that. We're gonna because we'll do like a couple of mini cut phases. Yeah. Like we'll, be, we'll be going away so we can kind of test the waters then. Um Gaz is good at giving like constructive feedback that isn't gonna hurt my feelings. He's very blunt and he's very straight to the point, mm. as you know, but like he knows the areas that I'm self-conscious about so he's not just going to be like on my checking form fucking hell your midsection looks fucking massive yeah he would just be like okay a little bit more of this needed yeah so we'll see but um my issue with prep has always been getting lean enough to maintain in size so I know a lot of his clients his clients always come in really lean um mm. and they always still look full and he doesn't over diet people which is yeah. what I think I've had in the past um which I've done to myself in the past is just a lot of prolonged intense dieting you had quite long seasons in the past though yeah but I think that's what caused a lot of my like coming out of the last prep I did I obviously I said I'd lost my hair um my digestion was just whacked yeah completely whacked totally whacked like I was reliant on laxatives for like five months fucking hell mate because I was just so constipated it was just my my gut was just gone and I was I think I was on prep from February until October 
Yeah, that's a long prep. Completely. It was like, okay, I had like a couple of holidays where I had a couple of off-plan meals and stuff in between. But it was like quite intense, restrictive prep of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. I'm, I'm a vegan. I, I can't really, it's harder to have that variety of food with a vegan diet because you're so restricted when if you want lean protein sources. It is, I because I've got a couple of vegans on my team and it is definitely harder off season it's fine because you know the the food's high enough that you can put in like a lot of different sauces and stuff yeah it's really difficult to just tofu. yeah it's like tofu corn like to find these like protein sources that are lean mm. enough that they like and that's yeah not, that's gonna keep you full you know, otherwise like yeah okay you can rely on like you can rely on like um fake meats and stuff like that um but they're quite expensive um yeah there's a couple of people have posted about um textured vegetable protein TVP, which is like just soya protein chunks that um I think is quite big in like America with the vegan bodybuilding community. So yeah. I'm gonna give those a go because if um they like just dehydrated chunks, you just add boiling water mm. to them and then just mix them with rice or veg or whatever. So I thought oh, that'll be. Let me know how they go. Because that yeah. is something that I tend to find, because I'm not obviously not vegan as well, so it is more difficult because i got to think, like, what they're like. And you know, I'm like, this mm. is really fucking... I think it tastes horrible, like, the fake meats, to be honest. But, you know, they say, like, oh, I like these, like, Linda McCartney sausages or, like, these fake burger things. But they're so high in carbs and fats. I'm yeah. like, you put that in, and then you're going to be eating nothing with it because that's... The best the ones I've found are... Um the Vivera um they do like Greek style kebab, shawarma kebab, um beef pieces, chicken pieces, and yeah. they're actually they're actually really nice. They do like they have salmon they do salmon fillets, which I quite like. Um but even Gaz is eating some of the kebab stuff now. So he eats, yeah. he eats that quite often because ultimately it's quite hard to get meat. Uh, fake meat tastes like the breast of chicken. But it's mm. easy to get fake meat taste like kebab because kebab is just mushy meat. Yeah, it's not even Maybe like, like a chicken nugget. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. all processed. So, um, and then people are like, oh, what's even in it? What's even in it? What are even in, in the ingredients? But ingredients list is fine, to be honest. It doesn't bother me that it's a bit processed. But that's the thing as well, isn't it? Like people, I've had... A Unless you're eating a whole foods diet, then I don't really think you're in any position to comment on how processed someone's vegan meats are. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is your diet like? Yeah. <laughs> really? Eat your Tesco meal to your sandwich for lunch every day. Yeah. But it makes me laugh because these are people that are going to be like, fake vegan meats, very processed. And you're like, yeah, but so's uh, drinking loads of alcohol and shoving cocaine up your nose every weekend. Like, <laughs> your cocaine's quite processed. But... <laughs> <laughs> you're so not concerned about that one, though, are you? <laughs> no, not at all blows my mind uh right last couple of questions for you so um the last one is what does wellness mean to you in what sense like what does the the class the category mean to you well i think its definition is do you mean or what does it mean uh, to me personally what does it mean to you like as a personal thing um I don't know, really. 
just like it. Yeah. Smash. Smash. Just like it. Um smash. I just like the physique. Um I like the lower body dominant look. Um and it allows me to train the way that I like. It allows me to have a physique that I want. Um yeah. or to be able to create a physique I want. Obviously I don't have the physique I want yet, but working on it. Um I enjoy I enjoy training legs. I enjoy not doing any upper body anymore. I've had my years of training doing my bro split like yeah. I loved it I used to love training chest it was my fave now I just do one upper body session a week I don't really need the muscle there mm. and that's kind of the way I like it keeps me injury free <clears throat> whereas when I was training a lot of upper I had a lot of niggles on my shoulders I can keep my back fairly nimble and stuff my shoulders fairly nimble now so yeah just enables me to do what I want and look how I want to look awesome and what is the one thing you'd like everyone to take away from today's podcast? It's been a very random one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Stop getting on stage fat. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Stop getting on stage with a fat ass. And fat legs and calling yourself wellness, please. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm fully behind you on that. Um, because people, I've tried to say it nicely. I've tried to say it nicely. People have tried to say it nicely. No one's listening. So I'm just, you just have to be blunt. And coaches stop stealing people's money. Yeah. Yeah. Them test. Get in the bin with the GMP. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We need, what's that? Um, Is it room 101? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I can go straight in there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, with a few other things and people. Yeah, I would mention but you'd have to bleep them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing any more bleeping out. It took way too long. But thank you so much for joining. Anything else you'd like to add as well? No, thank you for having me. It's been really nice. We should do this again and rant more. It's fun. We should, and. If people want to find you, ask you questions, or just follow you on for your journey, where can they find you too? I am Cassie Joe Evans Fit on Instagram. That's only where we post, to be honest. Yeah, I I got a feeling you guys have got um YouTube, but you don't. No, we were going to make one, but life has just been crazily busy at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm just so busy with work, um, that we don't really have the time but I think when we have a little bit more time and things are a bit more quiet then I'd, I'd quite like to start on YouTube yeah do you know what I've started recently and the the thing that I find hard is finding stuff to actually vlog yeah and I find that like Dang. the sound of my own voice makes me feel a little bit uneasy yeah I can, listen, I can listen to it when I'm talking <laughs> I'm never watching this <laughs> ever it's fine it's fine it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> But anyone who is bothering to watch this, it's obviously not Cassie. Maybe guys will listen to it. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> please, if you've enjoyed it, please uh, give it a follow. Um, give it a share on your stories. Tag me and Cassie in it. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you.